0: hello everyone good evening if you haven't made your way to a seat then come in come and find a seat it's so good that you're here welcome to living hope belfast tonight what we're going to do to begin our service is we're going to worship together so can i invite you all to stand to your feet and we'll sing praise god
1: See to-
2: you, Jesus.
0: just a few things that we want to make you aware of Um, and the first thing we actually want to say is if you are new here you're so welcome we're so glad that you've chosen to be at Living Hope Belfast tonight Um, you are welcome your family is welcome your kids are welcome too we run a kids space during every service Um, on a Sunday, and so the way our kids' base works is if you have a child whose primary school is, as you come in the door, um, there's a door on the right hand side, and they go in straight away. They have a program the entire time for them, and then during the last song, they come out and um, meet you. Then, so we really encourage you to make use of that and make use of our parent and baby room as well. So, For those kids who are too little to be in kids' space and you're maybe worried about them being a bit disruptive or anything during the service, then you can make use of that. We encourage you to. You can see and hear everything from in there. Um, On Tuesday night, we have our Living Word Bible Study. So for those who want to get to know God's Word a little bit more, then we encourage you to come along on Tuesday night. And Tim Bailey is going to be speaking at that. It begins at 7.30pm. Um, next Saturday, we have a few exciting things happening. Um, the, the youth, LFB youth, are heading to Mini Pulse, which is in St Mark's Church in Dublin. Um, so we're leaving here at 10 a.m. On the Saturday morning um, we're gonna go for lunch down in Blanchardstown, we're gonna go do a bit of shopping and then we're gonna go to the conference as well and for all those that involves them, um, pretty much teenagers, it's five pound for the whole day and those tickets are selling fast so um, if, if that involves you in any way then please come and see me afterward we'd love to sort you out and the ladies are heading to Kildare on Saturday as well, so there's a coach being organized and they're gonna go, Why is there men cheering? Uh, the men are do you know why the men are cheering? Because the women are going, so it's like Saturday's like or the half twelve kickoff or the half five kickoff off the day, sort of not it? The ladies are heading, they're actually meeting the church, 8 a.m. the coach is leaving, and it doesn't return until 8 p.m. that night, is that right? So 12 hours, so it's well worth the 15 quid for any fellas that wanna send. I mean, the ladies, obviously, that wanna go. It's well worth the 15 pound then to be on that coaching head to Kildare for the shopping. And The men have an event coming up as well, Tuesday the 1st, um, and it kicks off at 7.30 p.m. that night. The tickets are um, well over 100 now, I think we're over 120, there's a lot of tickets sold and we want to fit as many men in here as possible but obviously we're limited by space so we really encourage you um, to get that ticket quickly, Um, it's £3 and those tickets as well as the women's you can get from the info desk at the door there on the way out. Next Sunday night, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to host the conversation. And what that looks like is Pastor Matt and Tim Bailey are going to be up here and they're going to discuss, they're going to have a conversation around the subject of what do we do when the hard times come. Can we encourage you that um, these two two obviously have so much to say on the subject. It'll be a really good night. It's a really good night to invite people to. Um, Obviously we we served tea and coffee on the way in, um, but it'll be a really, really good night to invite people to as well. So we encourage you next Sunday night come along to that and bring somebody with you. We would love to see you there. And finally, after the service tonight, we need help um, in here. For anybody that can stay behind just for 10 minutes to help us clear uh, clear out the chairs, and then we need to set up mothers and toddlers in here for tomorrow morning, because the heating in the youth hall isn't working too well at the minute, and obviously the heating in here is working very well. (laughs) So we encourage you anybody was here this morning by the way absolutely have referenced it this morning you know but yeah and so church as i said that's me done but i want to welcome now um who's going to bring the word mr stephen from C church
2: good evening nice to see everybody um here tonight i just want to get my phone because i'm going to do something different tonight so you know what i'm going to do well I can't turn it off I'll put it on silent do, do I'm going to do I'm going to put my stopwatch on because I get a lot of stick in this church right so this is going to this is going to be do you know what this means absolutely nothing <laughs> but I'm going to put it on wait anyway. wait well Paul you point at me don't start now to, let me have a wee intro first and then hit the button because you know what I'm like Praise God, right that's it started, so pastors give me 40 minutes and that not be too long but it's good to see you here tonight. Pastor Matt said something in a sermon last Sunday, last Sunday morning and it really spoke to me because that's the very reason why I come to church, for one of the reasons, the pastor, pastor says that we bring you bible teaching. To ground you in the truth. To ground you in the truth. And the Bible says about the truth, that the truth will set you free. You see, because people, some people are looking for hope. Some people have lost their hope. Some people have forgotten their hope. And some people just need reminded of their hope. And I just pray that my few thoughts tonight, For the church in here tonight particularly. That you would be blessed. That you would be encouraged. That you would be uplifted. That you would be challenged. And if there's one as well. That hasn't started following Christ. That this would be the night that you would put your trust in him. So again I want to bid you a very warm welcome to our church. And if you're a visitor here tonight we give you a very warm welcome. If you're watching online thank you. For tuning in a few weeks ago pastor Matt at the start of September presented to the church the new vision for the next three years called the invitation and the weeks that followed pastor Matt preached on the invitation to come he preached from Matthew 11 verse 28 and it says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest he preached on the invitation to care from Matthew 25 for I was a hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. Then the invitation to go in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and tonight I want to look at the fourth invitation on our vision and it's the invitation to follow so before we turn to God's word can I just ask the congregation maybe to bow their heads and close their eyes and we'll we'll bring our meeting uh, the word of God to to the Lord in prayer Father God we thank you tonight I thank you tonight for the worship that we've already had in your house. I thank you Lord that our hearts are already prepared. I thank you Lord that our hearts are open to your truth Lord. Lord just don't give us ears to hear but give us a heart to respond. That your church would respond tonight. That the sinner would respond tonight. And they would accept the invitation that comes from you. Lord speak for me and speak through me. Oh Lord closes in with yourself. For we ask it in Jesus name. Amen. My reading tonight is taken from Matthew 4 verses 18 to 22. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. And going on from hence he saw all their two brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. You see, if we look at the first four chapters of Matthew uh, uh, quickly, in chapter 1, we see the genealogy of Jesus. When then we read about the birth of Jesus. In chapter 2, we see the escape into Egypt for her was going to kill baby Jesus. And then we see the family's return to Nazareth. In chapter 3, we see the introduction of John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. In chapter 4, we see the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Then Jesus now, in chapter 4, has left Nazareth and has moved to Capernaum and has has now fully engaged in his ministry where we've just read the calling of the first disciples you see i can just imagine the faces of andrew and peter because i want us to look very quickly at this portion of scripture in a first century judean context you see one of the most honored positions for a young man in the first century in judea was to be a disciple of a rabbi these rabbis selected only the best and brightest students from within the highest levels of their education system these young men andrew and peter would not have made the cut to become a disciple to a rabbi that's why they were fishermen so can you imagine can you imagine their faces when jesus approached them and said come follow me and i will make you fishers of men You see, this was not the first time Jesus had met Andrew and Peter. We read in 1 John 1, 35 to 42, the story that Andrew had been a disciple of John the Baptist and was standing with John one day when John saw Jesus and called out, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. In that moment, it says that Andrew understood that Jesus was the Messiah because John 1, 41 says the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him we have found the Messiah we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ and he brought him to Jesus you see John's Gospel account focuses on Andrew and Peter's first encounter with Jesus where Matthew's Gospel account focuses on the call to follow Jesus and not just any rabbi not just any teacher but the Messiah the anointed one the chosen one the son of God the one who came to seek and to save that which was lost you see the call to follow and another word for that is can be the call to be a disciple the Hebrew word for disciple is tamid this word stresses the relationship between a rabbi and his disciple a time of Jesus' day would give up his entire life in order to be with his teacher the disciple didn't only seek to know what the teacher knew as it usually is the case today it was not enough just to know what the rabbi said but the utmost goal of any disciple was to become like the disciple and do what the disciple did you see to become like Jesus and to do what Jesus did you see, Jesus said to Andrew and Peter, follow me. Notice the words Jesus spoke to that Jesus spoke to Andrew and Peter. He did not say follow my teaching, which is good, or my morality, which is good, or my rules, which is good. He said, follow me. You see, Jesus, following Jesus is about a relationship. Jesus calls us to go on a journey with him. And when you look at the context, of the first four chapters of Matthew again in a different light you find out who is actually inviting them to follow again in chapter one we see that Jesus is the savior the one who saves us from our sins again in chapter one he is the Messiah the anointed one Again, we see that he is the son of God born in Israel's line of kings. He is Emmanuel, God with us. In chapter 2, it says that Jesus is the sovereign king that the wise men came to worship. He is the one that the Old Testament prophets, Micah and Jeremiah said would come. In Matthew chapter 3, he is the savior king and the righteous judge. He is the one that John the Baptist spoke of. And when John baptized him, the Father declared from heaven, This isn't my, but this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You see, that he is the one that was filled with the Spirit and loved by the Father. In Matthew chapter 4 it says he is the new Adam who lived a perfect life. He is the light of the world. Jesus, and we heard it this morning, Jesus is the one who came teaching and preaching and healing. You see, this isn't no ordinary invitation, church, from no ordinary man. Let me read that again. You see, this is no ordinary invitation from no ordinary man. He is the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. He's the lamb of God. He's the light of the world. He's the Messiah. He is the mighty one. You see this is no ordinary invitation church. From no ordinary man. You see a follower as I said was known as a disciple. And I read this. The real translation of disciple was a disciplined learner. An active participant in Hebrews 3 verse 1 we are called partakers and it says therefore holy brethren partakers of a heavenly calling and the same word used here for partakers is translated partners in Luke chapter 5 verse 7 So church when we follow we're called to to be participants, we're called to be partakers, we're called to be partners of Christ. We're called to be a disciple and that's what that is, participants, partakers and partners of Christ. You see we're not just here to take a seat and I'm so glad you've got a seat tonight. We're not just here to hoover the carpet. we appreciate the ministry of the people who do that you see we're not just here to drive the minibus and again we appreciate the people who do that or welcome people at the door we're called to become like Jesus you see Jesus is far more than our casual association and church attendance Jesus says in John chapter 8 verse 31, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teaching, and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. If a person really loves me in John 14, he will keep my word. You see, to be a disciple, to follow Jesus, God wants every part of us. In Mark 12 verse 30 it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You see, God claims all of us, not just part of us. Not just part of our heart, but all of our heart. Not just a piece of our soul, but all of our soul. Not just a portion of our mind, but all of our mind. Not just a percentage of our strength, but all of our strength. You see what I did there? Not just a part, not just a piece, not just a portion, not just a percentage, but God wants every part of us to follow Him and to be His disciple. Hallelujah. The Hebrew word for disciple, if I can find it, as I said, was Tamad. And looking up Strong's Concordance, the Greek word for disciple. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this or not right. Math-etes. M-A-T-H-E-T-S, is that right, Mr. Billy? Something like that. <laughs> right? Because I, <clears throat> I was going to ask somebody, I would ask Tim. But this is what Strong's Concordance says about the Greek word of Disciple. the mental effort needed to think something through properly properly. a learner a disciple a follower of Christ who learns the doctrines of scripture and the lifestyle they require a disciple is someone with proper instruction from the Bible with its necessary follow-through life's application so let me break that down to be a follower of Jesus Christ We learn the doctrines of scripture. It becomes our lifestyle. We follow through in what it says. And we apply it to our lives. That is a follower of Jesus Christ church. I don't want to leave us in limbo tonight. Not knowing what a follower of Jesus is or a disciple that's exactly what it is we learn the doctrines of scripture scripture, it becomes our lifestyle we follow through on what it says and we apply it to our lives now I read this and I can't confirm this but I thought it was good apparently 80% of Americans believe in God then it goes on to say in other words 4 out of 5 people in America like God But do they really follow him are they just fans or are they followers are they a fan like a fan like I I follow Man City are they just a fan or are they followers you know it's easy to like somebody isn't it and I read this and apparently so I can't confirm it apparently 3.2 billion people follow someone on social media That is 42% of the world's total population So just about everybody is following somebody And the reason following people on social media is so popular is because it's easy to do it It's so easy to follow somebody. Following people today requires nothing more than a like When you put when when they put up a post or a picture or a pose or something, you see our culture's concept of following is shallow because it requires no real commitment. You see, Jesus had had a completely different idea in mind when he calls people to follow. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, then he, that's Jesus, said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. The Greek word here in this verse for follow means constant fellowship, not occasional or temporary. So to follow Jesus, and I read this in the Bible dictionary. To follow Jesus, to be a disciple, we must deny ourselves, which simply means the willingness to deny oneself of your life of self. In order to grow in holiness and commitment to God. You see, the words that Jesus used here in the original language for deny yourself were similar in meaning to Paul's wording in Philippians 3, verse 7 and 8. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. You see, the purpose of self-denial, counting as loss all earthly gain, is to become more like Christ. Jesus, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones says that Christians, followers of Jesus Christ must count all worldly greatness as nothing because now they have Christ who is infinitely better than anything else. In Matthew 10 verse 34 to 39 Jesus states very clearly what he means to follow. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's some hard teaching in our church. But let me explain what what it means. If I said to you tonight to name some of the characteristics of Jesus. You would probably say something like he's gentle. Forgiving. Loving compassionate, kind, and you would be right. But when we read this portion of scripture that I've just read, we see another characteristic of Jesus, don't we? That he's straight talking and he holds nothing back. You see after warning his disciples about the potential the gospel has for conflict even within within your household. Jesus reminds them of their need for loyalty. Jesus tells them that he who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now Jesus isn't calling us to dislike our family. Scripture is very clear in its commands for us to honor our father and our mother and scripture also makes it clear that we should love our spouses so what is Jesus actually getting here at quite simply Jesus wants us to prioritize him he wants us to make him our first loyalty and to emphasize this he names the two things that are much precious to us our family and our own life you see those of us with aging or ailing parents and I am experiencing this first hand we think about how we don't devote ourselves to seeing that they are well looked after those of us with children just think about to what extreme you would go to to defend them to protect them to look after your children you see you invest your valuable time and resources into them on a daily basis. Quite frankly you put your heart and soul into the care of them. So when we read this passage that we've just read. He who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You see. If you work hard to love and care for your parents and children, that is fantastic. That is brilliant. It really is. And I am sure Jesus would think so too. You see, Jesus is not asking anyone to abandon their love and care for family. What Jesus is calling for here is that you put the same energy and the same care into your relationship with him. As you do with the people that you love most. In fact, he calls for more. To follow Jesus. I pray that I've hit the mark tonight. That no one in this congregation is without doubt what it means to follow Christ. And my prayer would be not just for the church would take that on board. But for the ones in here tonight that hasn't started that journey to follow him. Billy Graham says this. When we come to Christ, we're not longer the most important person in the world. Christ is. Instead of living only for ourselves, we have a higher goal. To live for Jesus. To live for Jesus. And my prayer and our church's prayer tonight... Is it someone or someone's would start that journey? To follow Him, putting your trust in Him, becoming a Christian, whatever terminology you want to use. And I've heard the term to get saved. Many people struggle with that question what does it mean to be saved? Salvation. It's just more it's more than the knowledge of knowing who Jesus is or accepting the fact that Jesus is alive. You see you cannot be saved until you first until you first confess that you are a sinner. That you are lost. That you do need a savior. You cannot be saved until you confess. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see our sin has separated us from the holy God. That's why I sent his son. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you. So that that he will not hear. tonight when i read the scriptures that jesus wants ma- nothing more than to have a relationship with you because when i read the, the start of the book of the bible the genesis he created you for that very fact of having a relationship with you god says in genesis 2 verse 7 i am the creator and you are my creation. I breathed into your nostrils the breath of life. I created you in my own image in Genesis 1. In the Psalms we read, my eyes saw your own form substance. I knit you to gather in your mother's womb. I knew the number of hers on your head. Before a word is on your tongue, I know it. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Then it goes on to say you're loved by God. You're loved by your creator. You are loved by your creator. And as I come to close, you'll not believe it, but I'm on time. (laughs) Which is a first. But tonight church my heart was when I was studying this. And pastor brought the the, the vision to the church for the next three years. And what it truly means as a follower of Jesus Christ to follow him. And I pray that you've got the gist tonight. This isn't an occasional thing or a temporary thing. This is a lifestyle. This is life application. Because God has so much for you and for me and for this church. And when we grasp that, when we grasp what it really means to follow him. There'll be great and mighty things done in this church through the congregation by the Holy Spirit. When we grasp that. And how do I get saved? Romans 10 verse 9 says, if they confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Listen, you don't have to do anything, jump jump in hoops or over hoops or or anything tonight. It's so plain and so simple. And we've all read that verse, haven't we? And we all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. At the very start church I talked about the hope. And maybe you you haven't ever experienced that hope as a Christian. But we have hope in Christ tonight. And I just want to remind, remind the church of your hope. Maybe you have forgotten that hope. But God hasn't forgotten you. He walks with you and he talks with you. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And you may feel a hundred miles away from him tonight. But let me tell you church. He's underneath you. And he's round about you. The everlasting arms. And as a church as I said. If one or ones don't know Christ tonight as your Lord and Savior. I pray that this would be the night. That you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in, in the, again in the Psalms it says, You, Lord, are forgiving and good and abounding in love to all who call to you. I can't make it any plain or simple in that church. Let me read that again. The Lord, you, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. And Paul reminds us in Romans, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Church, I'm just going to ask you to again bow your heads and close your eyes because I'm finished. And I'm right on time. I'm not going to call anybody up to the front that don't even want to show a hands but I'm just going to pray what we would call the sinner's prayer. I'm going to invite the band just to come up and get ready but I'm just going to pray this and if you're sitting in your seat tonight and something has resonated in your heart tonight did you want to start that journey in following him? Listen, our two pastors will be here. I'll be at the door and others. Maybe someone that you've came with tonight. There's a wee room at the back and we can explain more to you. But it would be the joy of this church. We'd be rejoicing for days to come. To learn of the fact that even one would come to the Lord. Dear Lord. I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin. And that you raised him again to life again. I want to trust him as my savior. And I want to follow him as my Lord. From this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. I pray this in the name of jesus amen church lord bless you and keep you and i pray if there's one spread that prayer within themselves come and see one of us and speak to us but thank you for your attention tonight thank you well thank you stephen church and by just standing
0: your feet we're going to close our service by worshiping together